0: All right, so welcome back to The Counter Vortex with your ranter, Bill Weinberg. And boy, have I got something to rant about tonight. Uh, All of my journalistic efforts, both uh, the continuance of my my website and blog, where I produce at least one story a day, countervortex.org, as well as the ongoing journalism that I must produce in order to pay the rent each month for various publications, most prominently Cannabis Now, Magazine, and uh, The Villager, uh, Downtown Manhattan Weekly, and uh, various others, um, all of that is threatened by the fact that I have been left with, um, well, no dial tone on my landline, and only spotty internet connection, and it keeps going down, goes down several times a day, and I am in mortal fear that it is going to go down and not come back, and it's going to be down for the count. And all this is due to um, uh, an apparent Verizon equipment failure. Now, I should uh, make clear here that I do not have a cell phone. I took a vow many years ago that I would never get a cell phone. And I am very, very happy or have been very, very happy with my landline. I will point out that uh, during Hurricane Sandy, when everybody in my neighborhood was you know, stumbling around the streets like zombies looking for a place to recharge their phones and were left completely without communication, my phone never went out. My landline, which depends on those copper wires, never went out. So um, I'm very happy with my landline, never had any desire whatsoever to have a cell phone apart from, you know, the health implications and the privacy implications and all of the other dystopian implications of Cell phones. So I took a vow many years ago that I was never going to have my cell phone, that I was going to go to my grave without a cell phone. Uh, Unfortunately, Hurricane Sandy in 2012 proved to be a real turning point where those copper wires began to deteriorate. And Verizon has been making seemingly a completely conscious decision not to maintain them, but simply to let them deteriorate. And since then, my phone service has become increasingly unreliable. And uh, I've, uh, I've repeatedly, oh, every year since I've uh, been using a DSL connection with Verizon, which is now 12 years, every year I have had outages. And uh, sometimes of just of the Internet, but sometimes also of the dial tone, not able to make any phone calls. And uh, sometimes these outages have uh, lasted for a few hours, sometimes they've lasted for a few days, and sometimes they've lasted for a few months, And this time, it looks like it's going to be in that latter category of a few months, or it could be simply permanent, because the last Verizon chat jockey, who I spoke with, told me it is a major cable issue, and it will need 60 days to be resolved. Now, 60 days is two months, and um, basically, as far as I'm concerned, that means that they don't intend to fix it at all. I will point out that uh, there was a report back in 2016 on a publication called Extreme Tech. So this is not merely my uh, paranoid imagination. Quote, for the past few years, there have been persistent reports from across the country that Verizon was forcing end users to switch away from copper networks by deliberately tearing out infrastructure, firing repair crews, forcing customers to wait months for repair, and then claiming to Congress that its fiber conversion is driven by demand. In reality, that demand is being manufactured, end quote. Now, I have no alternative to the copper connection. Fios is not available in my building. That leaves cable. The last time I went through this was two years ago, when first my dial tone went out, shortly followed by my internet connection, and I was um, left completely without any means to communicate to the outside world whatsoever, short of, you know, writing a letter and going to the post office and mailing it with a stamp. (sighs) So in the midst of this outage, I decided to ditch Verizon DSL for Time Warner Cable, promised that the transition would be, quote-unquote, hassle-free. Instead, when the technician arrived to install the cable, it proved to be a lengthy operation that would entail Drilling through the exterior walls of my apartment. Now, for starters, this is of dubious legality without uh, the permission of my landlord. And given that I live in a rent-stabilized apartment in the East Village, my landlord has every incentive to seize on any, you know, minor infraction of mine to uh, to try to get me evicted. And second of all, I have witnessed firsthand the disastrous consequences of structural damage to old tenement buildings such as the one I live in, which has already suffered too much such damage due to the landlord's irresponsible gutting of support walls and so on over the years. So there was a story that I did for um, the Tenant magazine, the publication of the New York City Metropolitan Council on Housing way back in, I believe it was 1997, about um, a building down on Stanton Street just a few blocks away from me where the residents were summarily, and I do mean summarily, on about, like, no notice. Literally, city agents knocking on their doors and saying, get out now, we're knocking down the building because um, so there was some structural damage to the building, and they deemed that it was in danger of collapse. And this was seen as a uh, you know possible conspiracy by the landlord to get everybody out so he could get away with knocking down the property and put up luxury housing. And in the years since then, what do you think has happened on this site? <laughs> so, uh, the site? So the 20 families living in 172 Stanton Street uh, were summarily evicted on no notice and at the by out on the street behind police barricades as um, a city demolition crew came in with a wrecking ball and um, knocked down their buildings with all of their belongings and everything inside because they had no time to take out anything. Even their pets were left to die in the rubble. So um, I'm not taking any chances with this building I live in, which probably dates back to the 1880s, okay? Nobody is drilling through any exterior walls in my apartment. So that's a deal breaker right there. So um, I had to veto that, and I had to go back to Verizon, the company which had been abusing me for years on end and depriving me of the service which they are entitled to give me under New York state law. Let me hasten to emphasize every landline user is entitled to that service in in New York state under law. And of course the service, which I pay for every month. They have been, you know, repeatedly depriving me of that service. So I had to face the humiliation of the bitter, bitter, bitter humiliation and frustration of actually going back to Verizon after I thought that I could finally be free of them and have, um, Reliable service. But then I had to switch my telephone number back from Time Warner to Verizon. And that proved to be another Kafka esque ordeal, which left me without any service at all phone or internet for nearly two months. And that was after I had already been without service, which is what prompted me to make the switch in the first place for several weeks. So ultimately, it came to more than two months. This whole ordeal. I I lost two months of my life, basically. I could not get a stitch of work done for more than two months. Which means, you know, falling behind in my rent, falling behind, ironically, in my utility bills, uh, and falling behind in, you know, trying to make progress on the manuscript I'm supposed to be working on, which at this point has turned into something of a pathetic joke because Verizon keeps interfering with my ability to work. So, um, basically, switching... Proved to be an impossibility. No FiOS, not available in my building, and, uh, and 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 cable proved to be essentially unworkable as well. So all the people who tell me to just switch, well, okay, switching proved to be absolutely impossible. And I am not alone in this situation. Just back in um, just back in September, there was a meeting which was held here in Lower Manhattan of irate landline users from all over the city who have been deprived by Verizon of the service which they pay for each month and are entitled to by New York state law. And uh, on hand at, um, at this meeting, hearing testimony from angry landline users, and that would have included me if I had known about the meeting beforehand. I did not. I only read about it after the fact in The Villager. But on hand at the meeting were, um, State Senator Brad Holliman and, um, state assembly member, Deborah Glick, who happens to represent me. And in fact, uh, back when I had my ordeal in 2016, when my internet and phone both were out for for more than two months, her office, I have to give credit where credit is due, her office was actually um, very helpful in finally putting some pressure on Verizon. Finally, after I had been without service for more than two months, putting some pressure on Verizon to figure out whatever the holdup was in uh, getting my number reactivated again and actually getting me service again. So, um, what I'm calling for now is you know, I mean, everybody seems to be taking it as a fait accompli. Copper wires are on the way out. There's nothing to be done about it. And nobody recognizes that Verizon has any responsibilities here whatsoever legal responsibilities. Everybody just wants to pretend that that doesn't exist. What I'm calling for is a class action suit by landline users in New York City, forcing Verizon to provide us with the services which we are entitled to under New York state law, and ideally for them to pay us all damages for lost time, lost wages, and pain and suffering. And I'm particularly putting out an appeal to um, my assembly member, Deborah Glick, and to State Senator Brad Holyman. I'm putting out an appeal to the New York Public Utility Law Project, which is supposed to be a, uh, you know, a a watchdog group on how uh, the utilities operate in the state. I'm putting out an appeal to my lawyer friends, particularly my good buddy, Joel Kupferman, of the New York Environmental Law and Justice Project, because I know that he's in the same position as me. He has been for months, he tells me, without landline service from Verizon. So, what is preventing us from launching a class action suit? And I also want to put out an appeal. This is a secondary thing because I really don't hope help for that much hope from the bureaucracy. But um, the relevant authorities here are the New York State Public Service Commission, who of course I have filed a complaint with, the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, and uh, the New York City Department of Information Technology and Telecommunications, or Do it. Uh, I am appealing to them as well to actually, you know, do their job to fulfill their public mandate and to put some pressure on Verizon to force them to do the right thing. I cannot afford to be without any phone service and with only spotty and and, an unreliable Internet connection for two months. I work at home as a freelance journalist. I don't report to an office. My home is my office. And, you know, in this so-called gig economy that we're in, more and more people are in the same situation that I am in. So I want to know why the New York State Public Service Commission, the FCC, and the New York City Department of Information, Telecommunications, Theology, um, won't step up to the plate here and put the kind of pressure on Verizon that needs to be applied. But that's secondary. First and foremost, I am, I am calling for a... Um, A class action lawsuit against Verizon. And I want the court papers to be filed by the end of the year. That is my goal. I want the court papers to be filed by the end of the year. Now, I am not a lawyer, and I can't afford to hire a lawyer. So I am putting out the call to, you know, all of the aforementioned parties to uh, step up to the plate here and get this thing organized. I want the court papers filed by the end of the year. A little horror story to just illustrate how oppressive this whole nightmarish system that we're caught up in is there was a, uh, a report that CBS news picked up from a local paper called the Virginian pilot in Chesapeake um, last and uh, actually uh, two years ago, three years ago now, 2015 uh, the harrowing story of a, uh, of a local woman down there in Virginia seeking $2 million in damages after a call to Verizon, literally Gave her a heart attack after she complained about them jacking her around, thus in exactly the same way that I'm being jacked around. The phone jockey accused her of threatening a violent attack and said he was going to sick the cops on her, which caused her to to go into cardiac arrest right there on the phone. Now, I haven't been able to find an update on this case, the case of 53-year-old Angela Hawkins of Chesapeake, Virginia. I'm hoping that she prevailed and got her $2 million in damages. But I hope it's not going to come to me having a heart attack. You know, I think that uh, we are already in a position, or any of, you know, the other people who are in a position uh, around the New York metropolitan area, I hope it's not going to come to any of us having a heart attack. We are already in a position where we have grounds to litigate. You know, it's the usual game. Verizon has complete license to abuse us while we don't even have the right to complain. And I'll also note that uh, you know Verizon has been letting the copper wires deteriorate in violation of New York state law with the um, justification that everybody's going to be switching to Fios anyway. What does Fios even stand for? Something fiber optic, something service, whatever. And uh, they haven't even been following through on that promise. The New York Times reported March 13, 2017, quote, Nine years after Verizon promised to make its high-speed Fios internet service available to every household in New York City, the city sued the company on Monday, which would have been the Monday before, March 13, 2017, saying it had failed to keep that pledge. In a complaint filed in New York State Supreme Court in Manhattan, the city contends that Verizon is in breach of a 2008 franchise agreement. That contract called for Verizon to build a citywide Fios network by the end of 2014. But the city says Verizon has failed to make its service available to at least tens of thousands of prospective customers and has refused to accept service requests from many others. And I will point out that I am among those tens of thousands. In 2014, they entered into this agreement with the, with, with the city. They agreed to have it all in place by the end of 2014, citywide. And what year are we now? The end of 2018, Four years later, and Fios is still not available in my building. All right, two more things I want to say before I sign off here. One is that uh, not only is Verizon required to maintain my landline under New York state law, they are required to at least provide me with the service that I pay for and um, enable me to do the work that I need to do to make a living under international law what they are doing to me is a human rights violation and that is not hyperbole that is a fact which is enshrined in the international declaration of human rights 1947 article 23 the right to work everyone has the right to work the free choice of employment to just and favorable conditions of work and the protection against unemployment two Everyone without discrimination has the right to equal pay for equal work. Three, everyone who works has the right to a just and favorable remuneration, ensuring for himself and his family, forgive the sexist pronouns, and uh, I didn't write, in uh, in, uh, existence worthy of human dignity and supplement if necessary by other means of social protection. Four, everybody has the right to form and join trade unions for the protection of his interests. So, obviously, I am being denied employment. I am being denied protection against unemployment. I am obviously being denied just and favorable conditions of work by any stretch of the imagination, by any interpretation of the law. This is a violation of my human rights and a violation of international law. The United States is a signatory to the International Declaration of Human Rights. This is not a joke. I am deadly serious. And, you know, when this was drafted, the, the kind of abuses that they were thinking about were, you know, people being blacklisted from work by, by you know, oppressive governments. But, you know, the, the nature of the threat has changed over the years because we're not living under totalitarian communism or we're not living under totalitarian fascism, although we're going in that direction on their Donald Trump <coughs> fascism, that is. Um, but we certainly are living under a kind of a totalitarian capitalism as has been, um, you know, proven by what I've been going through for the past more than a decade now with Verizon. So, uh, you know, it's not exactly the kind of threat that the drafters of the um, International Declaration of Human Rights had in mind back in, what was that, I believe it was 1947. But uh, the effect is exactly the same. I am being denied the right to work. So I say if this class action suit fails to prevail in the New York state courts, and fails to prevail in the United States federal courts, that we should take it to the United Nations. And I am deadly serious. And the final thing I want to say is that, you know, um, my new motto, until all of this is resolved, until I get some kind of justice here, and I am putting aside everything else that I need to do, including the manuscript that I have been trying to finish for the past 15 years, in order to wrest some justice from Verizon. And until I get that justice, my motto is Verizon, delenda est. I am going to be to Verizon what Cato was to Carthage. Verizon must be destroyed. And let me make perfectly clear what I mean by that, because I know that I'm going to be accused of terroristic threatening. Let me head that one off right away. I am by no stretch of the imagination advocating any kind of armed action, any kind of armed attack, any kind of military solution. I understand perfectly well that that kind of thing is completely counterproductive given the current juxtaposition of forces in this world. I am absolutely not advocating that. I believe in maintaining the moral high ground by adhering to the absolute strict letter of the law and eschewing any kind of armed or violent action, okay? I state that unequivocally. What I mean by Verizon must be destroyed is that it is obviously an oppressive entity which is exploiting the people of New York and needs to be expropriated and taken over. All of its technology, resources, infrastructure, capital needs to be expropriated by the public and redirected towards meeting the ends of the social good and not private property and private profit. That's what I mean by Verizon the lender est Verizon as a corporate entity needs to come to an end it needs to be expropriated and we should have a telecommunication system and an internet which is run for the benefit of society and not for private profit and run by people who are accountable to the public and are not faceless bureaucrats so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. That's the long-term goal, a public expropriation of Verizon. But I understand that that's a long-term goal. That's not going to happen immediately. But what I am calling for to at least be set in motion by the end of the year, by the end of 2018, is a class-action lawsuit against Verizon to make them at least comply to their responsibilities under New York State law, and I would argue under international law and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So, once again, Deborah Glick, Public Utility Law Project, Brad Holyman, Joel Kupferman, how about it? When do we file the court papers? And of course, this call is also going out to anybody who is in the same position that I am, all of the many, many people around New York City who have a landline which Verizon is allowed to deteriorate to the point that it no longer functions. Let's unite and fight and wrest some justice from this evil, oppressive, exploitative, parasitical corporate leviathan. Spread the word widely. Everybody who is in this position, we must come together and act urgently. Verizon, delenda est. This has been the Counter Vortex with your ranter, Bill Weinberg. Check us out online, countervortex.org. As long as my internet access holds out, I update that website every day. Join the Counter Vortex. Join the resistance. you will have an update. Next podcast.